Welcome to the KBB Review Podcast, and this is the final episode of our Insight 2024 series of conversations with industry leaders. At a time when the economic outlook is uncertain at best, what lessons can we learn from 2023 and what are the educated guesses about what may happen in 2024? Where are the opportunities? Where are the pitfalls? And where will we be in a year's time? In this episode, we're talking to Steve Breen, the Managing Director of Vitra UK, a big bathroom brand, of course, that he took charge of just over a year ago. So I went to see him at his office to see how his first full year has been and how he sees 2024 playing out. The first. Yes, we're hearing from Vitra today. Recently celebrating 30 years in the UK, Vitra is a brand famous for good design, high quality products and top customer service. And the company continues to grow from strength to strength. You can find out more about them at vitra.co.uk. That's V-I-T-R-A. .co.uk and that link is in the episode description. So okay Steve, thank you so much for inviting us to Didcot. You're welcome. Uh, the beautiful Didcot with your beautiful views out the window here of uh, the Didcot series streamer works. It is actually a really interesting facility you got here. It is very impressive what you do. So Vitra are you know, one of the big bathroom brands in this market. We're in December now, so very Merry Christmas to you. It's in. How are you looking back over 2023? What's your assessment of it as we get to the end of the year? I think um, no different to what I've heard on a number of your podcasts, actually, from other manufacturers. It's It's been a difficult year. Lots of headwinds against us. Retail is under pressure. You know, the secondary housing market and the RMI market is down. House building is down. It's been difficult, but we've had to kind of look beyond that. And I think last time we spoke, you know, we, we talked about the fact that Vitra is investing heavily and it's continued to do so in factories and structure, etc. But more locally in Vitra UK, we've also been looking to change our business. So we've had to kind of look beyond the challenges of the market and have confidence in where we're trying to go. So it's been disappointing in the first year to sort of inherit a business when you get all these headwinds. But at the same time, it's given us a little bit of space to think and a little bit of space to make some change. So as I sort of look back on the last 12 months now, it's been incredibly hard work. It's been incredibly challenging because of those headwinds, but it's been incredibly fruitful in the fact that we're planning much more strongly for 2024. That said, I don't think 2024 is going to afford us a great deal of favours, certainly first in the first six months. But yeah, if I, if I look back in summary, same as everybody else, headwinds, we're not going to reach our targets. We'll pretty much be on par with last year. That's not a disgraceful result given the market conditions, but more excited about the work we've done in order to position ourselves for future growth. I think 2023 has been such an interesting year. The market is difficult, just the the economy is difficult, and that's Mm -hmm. one thing. But also I think 2023 has been the first complete year after COVID. Yes. And I think that's been a real challenge because that's where you're trying to get a gauge of what the new normal is, that phrase everyone keeps using. This has been the first chance to really try and understand what the market is now yeah. post-COVID. It's a really good point. And I guess if you look back on 2023 and look at some of the casualties, the likes of Victoria Plum, which was, you know, everybody saw, and a couple of other smaller e-commerce players as well that probably found it quite fruitful through COVID. So was that, were they ever going to survive? Were they ever going to grow exponentially? Well, we've seen a couple of failures in that space. So you're right, everybody looked to invest as, you know, you've got your pure players ready, you've got your DIY multi-channel players ready for that that bounce. So everybody was looking at that, and we as a manufacturer were looking at it and saying, how do we take advantage of that channel shift to e-commerce? And is that the new norm? Is that 
where purchase is going to go like it has in many other commodity groups or product groups like furniture, for example. But it's been interesting. So just as you think you know where it's going and, and the new norm after after COVID and some of the signs that emerged through COVID, they've just slapped you in the face again, you know, and it's shown that it is a difficult market and it will take its casualties. It's a crowded space, you know, across all the channels. I think it's a crowded space, which creates a bit of a challenge for us as well. But I don't know. If you tested me and said, Steve, what is the new normal? I, I can't define that. I really can't. What, what I think is we've got to stop talking about COVID. COVID happened. It's gone. We're living with the after effects and the may, it may well come back. I think the question more has to be, what's your strategy? How are you going to cut through? We're a family-owned business, but it's no different to having shareholders. You know, we've, we've got to provide a, a good income back to them. So the responsibility for us now is to say, look, we've got some great a great brand, some great products. Where do we want to play those? Where do we want to invest? Where do we want to over-invest? And place your bets, really. Let's look forward then to 2024. You've already got your plans, at least for the first half of it, I'm sure. Can you give us an idea of what you're basing those plans on in terms of how you see the market going? Yeah, we, we're looking for a little bit of growth and not so much in price, I would suggest. It's got to come from volume. That's going to come from some channel stuff. So we're going to go a little bit more aggressively into pursuit of projects and house building and a little bit of channel shift so that's where that growth is going to come from but the market isn't going to afford us anything i don't think i mean notwithstanding the news about a reduction in inflation i can't see the bank of and reducing interest rates anywhere near soon there's the obvious press around all the house builders suggesting they're going to be 50 percent down there's a game being played there in my mind you know there's a balance of power at play you know let's suppress the suppress the supply which will increase the prices which the government are not going to want at this point in time so is that going to push the government to put some stimulus into the house building sector which we all need because we know that we've probably been surviving on that for some time but that's not going to come anywhere near soon so i think it's going to be a difficult market especially the first six months and we say the first six months because that kind of feels within reach of you know two percent reduction in inflation bank of england possibly next move and then for that to come through and pay rises to come into effect probably some for january and some for april so you kind of that fills within grasp but beyond that six months we've got to and we are saying internally we've got to look beyond the market and just have confidence in our strategy because markets aren't going to do anything for us we've got to do it ourselves so you obviously see an opportunity within that contract building sector what about the retail channel how are you seeing that playing out in 24 we're seeing a big opportunity for us there Andrew if I'm honest let me say this we know that we need to do better and we actually want to do better in that space we've got a great brand we've got a great history in retail it's still a huge irrelevant channel there's a great link with the installer base there as well everybody has one you know each retailer has their installer base and those two areas we want to over invest in during 2024 and beyond we want to be better at what we're doing we want to get back to basics and that's basics running through everything you know that's the product range that's our service offering that's our the way we manage relationships the way we structure our salesperson's time in the market and how they spend it and the conversations they're having so we've done a lot of reflecting over the past 12 months you know i've been here nearly 15 months now and when i often look back at 2023 i i ask myself if i've been moving as quickly as i can well the market stopped me doing that but I know that 2024 is going to, we're going to have to move a bit quicker. And we're going to move a bit quicker because actually those reflections that have taken place 
has meant that we've asked a lot of questions about ourselves internally, but we've also asked a lot of questions about ourselves from our customer base. So we conducted a big piece of research in the independent space, and they've told us what we need to do better. We've listened to that. We've engaged with our distribution base as well, and they've told us what we need to do better. And we're pretty confident in what we're going to be doing in 2024. We'll start cutting through, and the retailers will see that we were investing in them and we've got a real you know, drive to invest in them. I think it's really interesting with big bathroom companies because you do have this kind of multi-channel approach, yeah. probably more than kitchens do. We obviously have a big part of your market is construction, house building, mm-hmm. contracts, etc. Then you have this retailer channel. Now, the retailer channel requires more attention, investment. Uh, it is much more uh, face-to-face. It is much more uh, one showroom at a time. Yeah. But it does give you this really solid foundation of business. That, yes. you know, the, it doesn't fluctuate anywhere near as much as contracts does. And it is nowhere near as uh, susceptible to economic headwinds as, as those big construction channels are, even though big projects, you know, if you secure a big project, it's a big business. So it is a really interesting mix of, of what you can control and what you can't control. I think you're right. There is a resilience in, in that area. And you're right, and the deltas, you know, the deltas or the impacts, if you like, of, of the way the market changes are probably less felt in the independent space. If you're doing the right things, mm-hmm. of course, you know, if, if you're not, they can be felt quite heavily. So you're right, it's, it, we will never turn away from retail, regardless of where the market goes, because in order to sell your brand and your products, yeah, that's a conversation that's taken place. You know, there's a big drive, and one of the things we're going to be doing in an independent space is helping them with that journey, the consumer journey. You know, the the BMA did the recent installer research and we've done our own research as well about where the consumer journey starts. And there's a digital aspect to that. And, you know, this is why in some brand research studies you see Victorian Plumbing and B&Q at the top of the mind recall because of their digital space. So we need to help them digitally tell the story. But the beauty of the retail channel beyond everything else that we deal with is there's somebody talking about our product and brand every day to a consumer. We cherish that. But then we want to back them up. If, they, if they're making that effort to talk about our products and our brand, we want to back them up with the right service and the right range and the right proposition into the market. So that's where we want to do better. We're confident of the work we've been doing over the past sort of six to 12 months. We confidently can do that. One of the things we do know is going to happen in 2024 is an election, a general election. So I'm wondering what you as a business leader, what do you want to see in the manifestos from, from the main parties? What would you like to see promised from those politicians? Cool. Big question. I mean, outside of, you know, uh, an investment in health and education, um, I want to bring it back to the selfish, uh, mm. selfish nature of business. I'd like to see them put some stimulus into house building. It's needed for the obvious reasons, but the secondary housing market that it drives, which is the fertile ground for our independent retail group to, to take care of. So I'd like to see them put some stimulus into that. And also just get clearer and faster at legislative changes that they're driving to help us as manufacturers get there a little bit quicker as well. can be hugely distracting and expensive for us to keep up with a lot of these regulations. But when they're drawn out and not decided as quickly as they should be, you know, that causes some griefs. But first and foremost, Andrew, it's the stimulus into house building because that will drive a lot. You know, get inflation under control, which, you know, we can't, we can't run too quickly in but get inflation under control, release the interest rates a little bit, get that housing market moving, get a bit more of a stimulus into affordability of housing, and that secondary market comes. So so that's where we would like to see it. If you were a retailer, what would be the first thing on your list for 2024? What would be the top of your list for something that you have to think about, plan for, be aware of? What would be the number one? Well, 
Uh, that's a huge question. Apart from an invitation from us to come and see us at KBB. Well, after that, what underneath that in the inbox? <laughs> I think they've got it planned for the the bounce back a little bit. It's going to come. I wish I could tell them when it was going to come. But again, we talked about this last time here, the self-fulfilling prophecy. There is a resilience in that market. I, I hope that independent retailers continue to think about that resilience because, you know, whether this storm and the bounce back is going to come. So be prepared for that. And, and how can you be prepared for that? Make sure you've got the right content to talk about. Make sure you've upheld your service because I think this is where the independent retailer can cut through all the developments in other channels. They're talking to customers. They're able to offer that design service, that personal service. A lot of their business is word of mouth. There's a strong reputation there for them. You know, major on that. So, you know, I would put that to the sort of top of my priorities as a retailer, weather the storm and be confident in your in your strengths. Really. You said it as well that it's a very crowded market, the bathroom yeah. space. And I think one of the strengths of independent retailers, as you say, is that they are independent. They are very good at identifying what their USPs are, what their differentials are. What do you think companies the size of yours can learn from those kind of retailers? I think what we can learn is around focus. We can get lost in our own complexity sometimes. And that's one of been one of my observations of a number of businesses I've worked in, but certainly this business over the last 12 months. And what I mean by that complexity is we can get lost in the complexity of aspiration. We design and manufacture some beautiful products. The reality is, do they sell? Where retailers are very, very good is they look at their showroom space and they will only put stuff on that they believe they can sell. It sounds very, very basic, but as you look around the bathroom industry, there is a super wide range of products and you often look and go, well, what actually sells? And there's a mid-range, actually, that is the bread and butter. And I think retailers are very, very good at honing in on that, understanding what sells. I think sometimes we as manufacturers try and push them in different directions and sometimes they come along with us as well and we have to look at that and say, well, have we done them a good service there or, or an injustice? So focus around selection is key and take some of the complexity out. And I would say customer centricity. These independent retailers, as I said before, work a lot on word of mouth. They're only going to get that through offering a fantastic service. And that starts from the moment that consumer walks into the store to the after sales, to the after service, and, and we need to learn from that as well. Again, it sounds obvious, but we just need to get thinking about the end customer. And because if we think about the end customer and the dream of creating a new bathroom space in their home, because it's their home and the personal nature of that, then we think differently about solving that out of stock. Do you know what I mean? Rather than this is a unit that's out of stock and it's it's come up on a, on a list that's come out of SAP. No, this is a consumer's bathroom that is not getting completed in their home until we sort it out. And I think the independent space are brilliant uh, at connecting with their customer. And that's where we can learn from the independents. Okay, so let's assume, let's go fast forward. Let's say we're sat here in 12 months' time. It's December 2024. How do you think you'll be looking back at 2024? Where do you think we'll be? So I think as an industry, we'll all be looking similar to 2023. It's been a tough year. Market's been difficult. We're starting to see some green shoots of recovery. I'm not going to bet on whether that's going to come from a change of government or whether it's just come from, from natural evolution. But um, I think the market will start to recover. And certainly as a business, when we talk at the board level, we're talking about 2025 being the true recovery. As Vitra, I think we're going to be looking back on 2024 and saying, wow, that investment that we've made in the independent retailer is starting to pay off. We're seeing much more loyalty. We're having better conversations. And I think our business will have grown. 
I cannot sit here and think that the efforts we've been putting in in the last 12 months won't pay off in 2024 regardless of market conditions because we're thinking about the customer first now. We've changed the way we work here massively. Just the type of meetings we have, the type of conversations we're holding are more about the customer every single day. So I have to think that in December 2024, we're celebrating a much more successful year in terms of sales level, but the quality of sales and the future of our um, relationships with the with all the channels we're playing, but fundamentally the independent retail channel where we want to invest quite heavily next year. Well, look, Steve, thank you for your time today. Thank you for inviting me here to Digcock. Well, thank you. And uh, have a very Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. You too.